the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Victory Lane with Reverend Lawrence Gray Sr., Associate Minister of Grace Bible Fellowship, Antioch, California, where Kirkland A. Smith is the senior pastor. Now, Victory Lane. Let's join Reverend Gray with Acts chapter 12, verse 10. Okay, so Peter is, 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 is out of jail. He's getting out of jail. And this is what happened. They're walking. When they passed the first and second guard, they came to the iron gate into the city. It opened for them of its own accord, and they went out and went along the street, and immediately the angel left. The angel left. The angel was watching over him. The angel left. The angel has gone. And Peter, when he came to himself, man, is this really true? And then he said, now I'm sure that the Lord has sent his angel and rescued me from the hand of Herod and from all that the Jewish people were expecting. I'm sure God has rescued me. I'm sure. And that's where he went. Now, let's see what happens. When he realized this, he went to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose other name was Mark where many were gathered together and were praying. Remember I told you they were praying for Peter. Peter's in jail. And I tell you again, pray for your loved one behind prison wall all the time to keep them safe, hurt, harm, and danger until they get that date. The date when they, when they get their freedom. Pray for them. Pray for them. Peter is free. And that's what they're doing with Peter. They're praying for him. And then something happened. And when he knocked at the door of the gateway, a servant girl named Rhoda came and answered. And Peter is talking. The the girl says nothing. Hey, it's me. It's Peter. Open the door. It's me. It's Peter. Recognizing Peter's voice. I'm in Acts 12, chapter 14, verse. In her joy, she did not open the gate, but ran and reported that Peter was standing at the gate. She is so excited. She knows Peter's voice. She didn't even open the door. She just ran. She just ran back to, because they didn't praying. And she ran back. And this is what they said. She said, Peter's at the door. Peter's at the door. And you know what they said to her? What any of us would say? You must be out your mind. Peter's in jail. We seen them come and get Peter. We seen the soldiers march him off. We seen them put shackles on his legs. We seen them put shackles on his wrists. We seen him. Lots of soldiers. We seen him take him to prison. And we know that's where he's at. So you must be mistaken. Okay, but she kept insisting 
that it was so. No, it's Peter, y'all. I'm telling you, it's Peter, it's Peter. And they said, what they said, uh, girl, no, girl, that must be his angel. That's what they say. It is his angel. It must be his angel, baby, okay? All right. Come on back in here and pray with us. But, but, verse 16, the knocking continued. The knocking continued. But Peter continued knocking. And when they opened the door, they saw him and were amazed. So amazed that they got excited. Peter, Peter, oh, Peter, what happened now? They're real excited. But, verse 17, motioning to them with his hand to be silent. He described to them how the Lord had brought him out of prison. So he described the whole scene that happened with the angel. How the angel appeared to him in his jail cell, woke him up, took, the chains fell off his wrists, the chains fell off his feet, told him to put on his sandals. He told him the whole story. Told him to put on his coat, his clothes, told him to wrap his cloak around him and follow him. He's telling them the story. And he's saying, and then we walked out the prison jail cell in front of two guards. And then we walked out the prison itself in front of another 12, 14 guards. And then when we got out to the street, he left me. He's giving them, he's giving them his testimony of how he got to where he's at. Unbelievable. He described how the Lord had brought him out of prison. And he said, go tell these things to James and to the brothers. Now the James that he's talking about is not James, John's brother, who was killed by Herod. The James he's speaking of now, when he says, go tell James and the brothers, meaning James, the brother of Jesus and his other brothers. Go tell James and the brothers. You know what? Because maybe James and the brothers, maybe they had some doubt that their brother was actually the son of God. Mm. Maybe they did. Mm. It doesn't tell us. Mm. Things that make you go, there you go. Now, go tell James and to the brothers. So Peter said, go tell James and his brothers, I'm out. Because James becomes a writer also of the New Testament. Okay? In the book of James. Then he departed and went to another place. The good thing about Peter departing and going to another place is that he could do so. That's the good thing about that, right? He get out of jail, go home, and he leaves. Why does he leave from where they are at? Because the first place they're going to look is where 
he hangs out. Let me bring up today's time. I'm talking to somebody in jail. You may be looking at me. You can't escape. You can't escape prison. You may run for a little bit and get you a, a, a whopping some fries and a coke, some Chinese food, and get watching some cable TV, maybe somewhere a little bit. You may get to do that for a little bit. You may get to drive a little car around town for a little while. But they're going to get you. Not like in the day of Peter. You can get out of jail. You can run. You probably can stay free the rest of your life. Not in the 21st century. That's why you notice. Anybody breaks out of prison, they get caught. At least 90%, 99% of them. Because when they, if they don't get caught, guess what? They wouldn't put their picture on TV and let us know, he's on the run, he's on the run, and we want you to be on the lookout. And then one week later, two weeks later, three weeks later, six months later, we got him, he's back, he's back. Just let you know you can't outrun the law. Because the first place they're going to look is where you live. And then if you ain't there, they're going to look for all the people you know. And then if you ain't there from all the people they know, then they're going to look for all your relatives distantly. And they know that you can't go too far because you're not going too far from unfamiliar territory. And then you got to what? Come out, bring yourself out, and social media and all this stuff going on. Man, woman, if you're in jail, do your time. Do your time. Be good and come home. Don't mess up. Don't mess up, okay? And get more time. That's another thing. Don't mess up and get more time while you're there. Getting in squabbles, fights, not doing what you're supposed to do. Getting tacked on more time. Okay, we're going to get two more months. Okay, we're going to get another month. Okay, we're going to get another 30 days. Why? Why? If you, That is if you want to come home. Why am I saying this? I don't know. He told me to tell you so. Who is he, Holy Ghost? I'm talking to somebody behind prison walls who's watching this, watching this show. Okay? Stay there. Do your time. Wait for your date and come home. Peter, on the other hand, he went to familiar territory. He said, yo, got to go, y'all. He left. Guess what? It, 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 wasn't that, it, it wasn't that broad where you can come get somebody who escaped jail and go get them. Okay? It wasn't that easy, should I say. Then he departed and went another place. Now, verse 18, chapter 12, when they came, there was no little disturbance among the soldiers over what had become of Peter. Everybody, man, where's Peter? We're talking about the jailers. We're talking about the ones who's keeping him. Wait a minute, man, the chains is gone. Chains is gone. He ain't here. What happened? I don't know. You know? You know? You know? Nobody know. Now, after Herod the king searched for him and did not find him, he examined the sentries, the soldiers, in order that they should be put to death. All y'all going to die. All of them die. All of them die. Death sentence. He had them killed. Then he went down from Judea to Caesarea and spent time there. Then he took a vacation. 
He's a ruthless, violent, cold-hearted, vicious man. But check this out. You heard the saying, what goes around, finish it. Right. Huh? Or you reap what? Just in case somebody don't know that. What goes around, comes around. And you reap what you sow. Some call it karma. I don't care what you call it. The Bible says, so as a man reap it, so shall he so sow it. Okay? As a man reap it, so shall he sow. And guess what? You can't reap in the grave. Because in the grave you're dead. You're going to reap in life. Whatever you sow. If you sow good, you, if you sow good, good's coming back. You sow bad, bad's coming back. And let me tell you something when bad comes back. I'm telling you, I'm telling some people who may be living in sin doing wrong. Let me tell you something when bad comes back. Bad comes back ten times harder than what you did that was bad. Understand this. When bad comes back, reaping what you sow, when it comes back, the bad that you did, that bad that you did, when the bad comes back to you, it's going to be ten times harder than what you did. Reap what you sow. So be careful. Do right. Live right. Speak right. Act right. Don't sin. Because you're going to reap what you sow. Check out King Herod. He had these boys killed. And then he went on a vacation. You can go on all the vacations you want. You can go wherever you want to go. You can take all the cruises you want. You can fly wherever you want. God sits high and looks low. And he looks at the evil and the good. And he sees and he knows your heart and the contents thereof of it. And you can go anywhere you want to go. You cannot hide from God. Period. So do good, good happen. Do bad, bad happen. But bad happen even worse than the bad happen that you did. Now, Herod, let's talk about it. He went down from Judea to Caesarea and spent time there. He vacationing. Check this out. Now Herod was angry with the people of Tyre and Sidon, and they came to him with one accord. And having persuaded Blastus, the king's chamberlain, they asked him for a peace. They asked him. The, the chamberlain is the trusted person, personnel of the king. They asked for peace because their country depended on the king's country for food. So, we ask you, Herod, to come and speak. Check this out. Because the country wants peace. And on an appointed day, Herod put on his royal robe, took his seat upon the throne, and delivered an oration to them. He gave an eloquent speech because they want peace. He gave a speech that was so dynamic. Check this out. Now, after giving the speech, the people were shouting, 
They were so amazed at his oration, at his presentation, at the delivery of his speech and the words he said and the pronunciation and the enunciation and the power and the impact and the passion in which he was speaking. They were so outdone and amazed that they began to shout that he is speaking as the voice of God and not a man. And the people were shouting, this is the voice of God and not of a man. So beautiful, so powerful, so eloquent, so precise, so complete. It's Herod speaking. And check out what happens. Remember I told you about reading what you saw? Here we go. Verse 23, chapter 12. Immediately, an angel of the Lord struck him down because he did not give God the glory and he was eaten by worms and breathed his last breath. Immediately, the angel struck him down because although he spoke with all the eloquence and, and the uh, passion that he spoke with in his delivery of his oration of his speech. He spoke it so beautiful, yet he did not give God the glory. Give God the glory in everything you do. That's why the song said, to God be the glory. Whatever you do, wherever you at, whatever your life consists of, it is not you. It is God who allows and lets it be what it is in your life. And you, don't get consumed into you. Give God the glory. Because just as quick as you got it, is as quick he can snatch it away. He did that with Herod. And he took his last breath. But the word of God increased and multiplied. You're like a ripple in the pond. We leave here. The word of God is going to keep growing, it's going to keep increasing, and it's going to keep multiplying to some ears that don't know him. It may not be yours, but somebody's going to accept it. And the word of God increased and multiplied. And Barnabas and Saul returned from Jerusalem when they had completed their service, bringing with them John, whose other name was Mark. So Barnabas and Saul are on a mission. And when they completed their service, they brought John Mark with them. Now, the gospel, the acts, the, the acts of the apostles is getting ready to get heated up. Barnabas and Saul and John Mark, they're going to be on a mission bringing the good news about Jesus Christ. And I want to encourage you today that you also bring the good news that, that Jesus Christ is Lord, that he's risen from the dead and he is Lord, and that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that he is Lord. He is risen from the dead and he is Lord. He is King of kings and Lord of lords. No other person on the face of the earth has ever been as mighty as the man named Jesus Christ. You may call him a great teacher. You may call him a great preacher.
person. No, he was not only a great teacher. That is true. He was not only a great person. That is true. He is the son and was, when he was here, the son of God, incarnated and sinful flesh and poor sin, condemned sin in the flesh so that the righteousness of God may be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. Jesus Christ is Lord. There has no other there has been no other name on the face of the planet earth that we know of that has been written about this man named Jesus. You could talk about anybody else you want, but no one, absolutely no one, where it is written, where it has been made known, has done what Jesus has ever done. Made the blind see. Excuse me? Close your eyes. Close your eyes. Just close your eyes right now. Close them. G give me 10 seconds. What's your eyes closed? 10, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5. Keep them closed. 4. Three, two, one. Now, now let me tell you about it. Keep them closed. Now, open them. Make the blind see. The lame walk. In other words, someone who was paraplegic made them walk. Made the deaf hear. Those who give sign language made them hear. They call them deaf and dumb, but they're not deaf and dumb. That term we use. The dumb, uh, make the dumb talk. Loose their tongue so they could talk. Turn water to wine. Walked on water. You ever tried walking on water? Walked on water. I walked on water. I did what Jesus did. You don't believe me? I did it. I did it. I'm telling you when. In 2005, I walked on water. In the state of Alaska, when it was 30 below, and the lake was froze. <laughs> he walked on water, changed water to wine. He fed 5,000 people with two, fish and, with, 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 with two fish and five loaves of bread. Then he fed 4,000 the same way, two fish and five loaves of bread. He healed all manner of disease, all manner of sickness. Can you tell me someone who has done that? He healed all manner of disease and sickness. Everyone came to see Jesus to get healed. Everyone came to see him in his time to be healed of their sickness. And not only that, he brought the dead back to life. Lazarus, come forth. He brought the dead back to life. He brought the dead back to life. Has anybody else has ever been written about like that? And not only that, the hurricane. We had a hurricane some time ago. Uh, a while ago, uh, Hurricane Harvey. They they was in the midst of a hurricane, a tornado, storm, and Jesus was asleep. And he came up out the boat, and they said, "Jesus, carry thou, thou not that we perish." He comes up out of his sleep, out of the boat, and says to the winds and the waves and the storm, "Peace." Be still, and it was so. No one has ever been written about like this man named Jesus. He is the Son of God. He is the Son of God. Give him glory, give him honor, give him praise, and he can save you. 
He will save you. That's what he come to do. I come to seek and save that which is lost. There's no other entity, God, that has changed lives like Jesus. A, a drug addict, a pimp, a prostitute, a liar, a thief, a murderer, a stripper, a gossiper, a backbiter, a whoremonger, a fornicator, a homosexual, a lesbian, a, a, a transsexual. No one has ever changed the life of a person like this man named Jesus. And good thing about it, what? He'll do it again. When you mess up, he forgives you. And say, come on. It's like this. They used to take hay rides back, back in the day on the farm. And the hay is snippering. Sometimes somebody might fall off. You might have fell off the wagon. Oh, I got, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I got off the wagon. And you keep trying to catch up to the wagon. You keep falling because the hay is snipping. All you got to do is tell the driver, hold up. Let me get back home. You might have you faltered along the way. Just say, hold up. Let me get back home. And get back home. Pick yourself up and get back in the race. That's life. We take the good, we fall down, but we get up. For a saint, it's just a sinner who fell down but got up. Don't beat yourself up. Jesus loves you. This I know, for the Bible tells me so. Little ones do him belong. They are weak, but he is strong. Yes, Jesus loves me, because the Bible tells me so. God bless you. God keep you. We thank you for joining us today. We pray that a word has been said that will make you better equipped man, woman, boy, and girl in the Lord. Join us next week as Reverend Ray continues his teaching on the book of Acts. You can hear all Reverend Gray's teaching on the book of Acts at gospel1190.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.